Welcome to the DC Beer Show. I'm Richard. I'm here with my friend. I'm Adam. And we're recording the weirdest episode I think we've ever recorded. Perhaps um, it is. Oh, it's, well, let's see how it goes, because this is going to be fun. Uh, we had a brewery that we had scheduled to talk to earlier this week, uh, but they had to cancel at the last minute. We ended up without an episode to release. So Adam and I were at Silver Branch Brewing Company in Silver Spring on Friday. Drinking some very good beer. Really good beer. And we... Uh, sort of came up with this random idea of doing a live show. So we're recording this on the Sunday. You're listening to this on Wednesday. And we have zero plan, no notes. We're just going to wing this and try to entertain you for 30 minutes talking about beer. We do have a special guest uh, host with us today. Uh, I'd like to introduce Brandy, who is so happy to be with us today. <laughs> Hi, Brandy. Hi, Richard. You know I adore you, and this is why I'm doing this for you. But yes, I love I love this show. So all right, well, and I love beer. You do love this beer. is for you. And Brand- <laughs> so Brandy's responsible for uh, a lot of the amazing social media that we've been doing at DC Beer lately, um, whoop, whoop. particularly Instagram, where she kills it. Uh, and we are very lucky that she is one of the many people who volunteer to uh, help DC Beer and the DC Beer Show uh, happen. My personally. pleasure. Um, I don't know if people know this, but DCBeer.com, at DCBeer on social media, all of those things, uh, including this show, it's all volunteer. Like, nobody gets paid to do any of this because, frankly, none of it makes any money <laughs> to pay people. But we all do it because we love it, and and we have a great time uh, learning about beer, talking about beer, drinking beer. And uh, so if you have a chance to ever see somebody who's involved with D.C. Beer, take, the, take a moment to thank that person for doing the, what they're doing with D.C. Beer for free and just out of the love of beer. Buy them a beer. Buy them a beer. <laughs> That's a great idea. Pay it for That's forward. what you should do. Excellent. That is a great idea. <laughs> yeah. So today we've got uh, some folks in the audience. Thank you all for coming. Yeah. A live audience. <laughs> We're in the barrel house at <laughs> Silver Branch. Noise. <laughs> I think the applause. Line. And there are plenty of barrels. There are barrels here. Um, but we do have some guests in the audience that we're going to be bringing on the show. Uh, Brandy, would you like to introduce our first guest? Yeah. So uh, I texted all of my wonderful beer uh, and industry people um, two days ago as soon as Richard texted me uh, to spread the word. And I was trying to get all my my, my brewers and and Cicerones and, you know, BA people to come and, and, and speak on this last minute show. And Eric was one of them. So this is Eric Kittner. 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 Yep. Um, and I know Eric through Wardman Wines. He's kind of mm-hmm. the, he's the man there. He's the beer mm-hmm. buyer. Um, he's a knower of all beer things related. Cicerone, he's a, he's a, he's a good person to know if you want to ask any questions about beer or have a beer with. I aspire to arbiter of taste and uh, soul source of beverage knowledge. Well, thanks, it's my long-term goal. Thanks, thanks for, for having joining me. It's us. great to be yeah, here. Yeah, thank thanks you. for being on the show. Mm-hmm. You did an article for DC Beer a while back, and I we did. really appreciate yep. it, talking about, uh, about, about looking at beer from, mm-hmm. from the retail perspective. So tell us, you know, as a retail guy, uh, tell us what you're seeing sort of coming down the pike in terms of, of things that we can see on the shelves or new styles that you're seeing coming out. Or is there anything, mm-hmm. anything that you're being pitched by distributors these days or by breweries? Breweries and distributors are, are two different beasts. Right. Breweries, breweries obviously are more focused on kind of the styles that that particular brewery does very well. 
In the case of Silver Branch, that's tough because they do them all really well. Mm -hmm. um, but distributors, quite often these days, like what the guys want to tell me is what the new hazy IPA is uh, because that's <laughs> what's going to sell because that's what the children are into. Right. That's fine. They're good. Uh, I've, I've been really impressed actually within that category with the amount of diversity that is developing and the ways in which some of them are leaning more one way, some of them are leaning more the other way. And, and uh, they've, they've definitely been getting, getting better and more specific over the course of time. So that's, that's always one that I have to keep my eye on because any of those I can buy a couple cases of and guarantee that they're gonna sell pretty well. Um, it's a little tougher to make a choice on the longer term for those, for one to keep around just because people get so bored with things so mm -hmm. quickly these days yeah. and that high high turnover is 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 a big thing but that's something that's always been a cornerstone of my section too in the four years we've been open i've been through almost 1700 beers on wow. six sets of shelves. wow um, wow it's, that is an it's a very manually intensive way to run a database but it also guarantees that just got the best choice available and there's always going to be something a little bit different and whatever you come in looking for, I've got something within striking distance. So. If I could ask, you, you brought up that the hazy IPAs mm -hmm. are diversifying. In what way? Like, what are the different types? Well, I, f I feel like, oh, it's probably been, what, a year and a half now that this that the craze has been around, right? And at first it was all, it was all New England IPA. They were all very creamy, very, very juicy. And then... <laughs> In, in the way that West Coast IPA as a style kind of dissolved and broadened, I feel like hazy IPAs are going the same kind of way. Some of, some of them are sticking more with the orange Julius, very citrusy, very, very soft and pillowy, aromatic, but not so much sharp and West Coast hoppy aromatic. Uh, but there's starting to be some of those out there too. I'm starting to see a lot more like hazy pale ales that have a very dry finish, a very aromatic, piney and resinous quality to them um, that I love in a pale ale. It's a different beast from a New England IPA, um, but just sides, sides of the style are starting to diversify a little bit and people are kind of honing in on the style of hop usage, the timing of hop additions, and the hop technologies that they like to play with. They're finding ways to wrap those around the personality of the brewery. Wow, that was an excellent uh, sort of assessment of, of, of how, how you see the beers and, and the, the differentiation and the evolution of the styles. Mm -hmm. um, First of all, before we get any further, I want to make sure everybody knows where is Wardman Wines? And when you tell us about that, tell us mm -hmm. like who your core sort of market is. Who's coming in to buy this beer? Okay. Uh, our shop is on Monroe Street Northeast in Brookland, uh, right by Catholic University. It is an interesting neighborhood to have a new shop in because when we opened, it was it was very much and is still very much a neighborhood in transition. Mm -hmm. um, on the one hand, uh, I have a lot of college kids coming across the street from Catholic University, um, and I've got a lot of older neighborhood residents who have been looking forward to having a nicer wine and spirit shop in their neighborhood for a while, and people who are just moving to the neighborhood looking for their new spot. So I've got a lot of people coming from a lot of different walks of life, wow. uh, which works well for us because we're trying to hit as many of the bases across the board as possible, focusing on smaller producers, smaller importers, and not necessarily the same brands you're used to seeing walking into the supermarket, but similar enough things that are not that much more expensive is kind of the core of, of what we're trying to do. Um, but with a very much focus on try new things, explore, be curious, be adventurous with what you're drinking, whether it's wine, spirits, or beer. Uh, and that's that's really kind of who, who we are and what we're shooting for. 
And I think you do a really good job um, bringing in the outside, the public, um, by offering tastings. And that's actually mm -hmm. how I met you, doing taste, uh, doing several pop-up tastings for yep. New Columbia Distillers. Yep. And then, you know, we got nerdy about wine and spirits, and, um, and that's when I realized that you were a beer genius. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, you do a really good job, and, and so Mormon wine, you guys wines, you guys have uh, free tastings constantly. Um, yeah, at least three or four a week. We've got yeah. a really wow. nice tasting bar that is the centerpiece of the shop, and it's 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 just kind of the the center of everything. Yeah. So, thank you very much. Excellent. Where can where can people find you guys online? We are at www.wardmanwines.com. Um, our inventory is on the thing. You can order through the website. We we're happy to do special orders. We're not a big shop. Um, so I can't carry everything, but if you're looking for something, I'm I'm fine tracking it down and ordering it for you. All so. right. Mm -hmm. Eric Kidner from Wardman Wines. Oh, wait, Adam, did mm -hmm. you have another question? I did. Oh, go mm. ahead. Now, you're a certified Cicerone, correct? Am. Yep. How intensive is that process of becoming a certified Cicerone? It was, it was pretty intense, actually. Um, my particular studying process, I think, was a bit more truncated and shorter than a lot of people's were simply because having been in beer retail for 10 years, I had the advantage of having access to a lot of different styles and a lot of different things that not everybody necessarily has access to that range of things. Plus being in the situation to go through that many beers in the last four years on my shelves, I had kind of an advantage in that. But when I signed up for my test in January, I gave myself three months to study. And that was, that was pretty much every extra second I had that I wasn't working or doing, you know, regular life adulting chores, right? <laughs> um, but it, I mean, just cramming things in and trying to make connections and draw my mental map around the beer universe. And, oh yeah, you can cut through this neighborhood to get to that other neighborhood. And they're not that far apart, even if at first glance, there's not something, you know, that two styles of beer have greatly in common. But underneath the surface, it's finding those connections to kind of just keep the mental map uh, you know, up to date and accessible when you sit down and to write a five hour test. <laughs> wow. wow. Five yeah. hour test. Yeah, it was, it was, it's one of the hardest tests I've ever taken. So, and I'm, I'm a person who's always loved school. I have a master's degree in history, but that was, that was a lot harder than the GRE. I'll give it that. Wow. <laughs> no. And I know that, um, Brett, uh, the, one of the owners mm -hmm. of Silver Branch is also a certified mm -hmm. Cicerone. I think he's um, an advanced Cicerone. Is he? Oh yeah, he's, yeah. yeah. He's a level. He's a level above me, which is Ooh. that much that much harder. I'm Orders actually hoping magnitude. Brett will join us today uh, for part of this conversation. Uh, mm -hmm. So, Eric, what are you drinking now besides the coffee? Uh, I have a nice strong coffee because <laughs> I have not been up long enough to be in front of a microphone trying to sound smart. <laughs> um, but uh, in my pint glass, I have a Never Setting Sun, which is uh, Silver Branch's English IPA, Yes, which is one that I've been looking forward to trying for quite some time. All um, right. I really like British styles of beer. Uh, I love Silver Branch's beer, Christian and Brett are fantastic at what they do, mm -hmm. and their ability to hit a historic style has always impressed me. So I've really been looking forward to this one. All so, right. Mm -hmm. Well, again, Eric Kittner uh, from Wardman Wines, thanks for joining us on the Cheers. DC Beer Thank Show. Thank you so much for having Cheers. us. Yeah. Thank you very Thank much. You very much. Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to take a short break while we figure out what we're going to talk about next. <laughs> you need more beer for me. Oh, Brandy needs more beer. Yeah. Okay, we're back. Uh, 
after talking about all kinds of crazy stuff and taking a break. Um, and uh, we've got Clay Palmer here. He's one of the bartenders at Silver Branch. He's got to get to work, so we wanted to bring him on real quick and talk to him a little bit about some of the new beers uh, that are happening here because we definitely want to give a shout out to everything happening at Silver Branch yes. since they're hosting us today. Yes. We love this place. So, so Clay, tell us tell us about some of the new beers you guys have released over the last couple of weeks. That Especially are, that are the it. the full. Yeah, he'll uh, tell us. I got you guys. Yeah. So, um, uh, <laughs> that's probably one of our most like uh, awaited releases was uh, Obsidian Castle. It's a uh, Tamav special. It's a uh, dark uh, Czech lager. Uh, it's going to be a very nice, toasty and rich uh, pilsner, but it's not going to be a roasty or like burnt, like kind of like like your traditional uh, like maybe porter or stout. It's absolutely like crushable. It's I think around six percent, so it's mm-hmm. still a little bit more hearty uh, around or uh, than our Glass Castle, which is a little bit more uh, easy drinking. But uh, it's absolutely delicious. One of my favorites uh, was uh, Full Tweed Jacket, uh, which yes. is uh, yes. released uh, two days ago. Uh, it's a um, Scotch ale. Uh, it's a we heavy. We heavy. And I love uh, yeah. I love that name. It is absolutely delicious. It's around eight point two percent. It's a uh, very very malty, uh, very very rich, but not too heavy. I think it's a very like medium body absolutely nice it comes in one of our uh new designer glasses it has our uh, uh brewer christian lakey on it uh and his, uh, his tweed jacket and his kilt so which was a really nice uh fitting tribute so yeah. and yeah those are my uh, like some of my two favorites uh we are, are probably going to release uh well actually i probably can't give that away i'll, <laughs> I'll let i'll let i'll let the uh, beer speak for itself when it comes out but yeah you guys are gonna be right. excited for uh, some of our new releases. I think they have about 10 lined up, so we just have to make sure we get it brewed fast enough. So. Right. Well, you all, all right. definitely hit the full tweed jacket. Yeah. Spot on. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. It was yeah. just really good. I mean... It is. It is. You know, the, the malt flavors came through, but they weren't overpowering, mm-hmm. and that's where I was <laughs> pointing. <laughs> I'm giving Adam shit about his mic. <sighs> Now I lost my thread. Oh, no, you were talking about the Wee Heavy. <laughs> I was talking about the Wee Heavy. Yes, the malt came through, but it wasn't too heavy. Mm-hmm. And the beer just tasted amazing. Yeah, I'm, I, I really like the, uh, like the malt profile that we use in like most of our beers. It, it's a very rich and tasty like, uh, like malt, but it's not overpowering. But this it has a very nice, deep, rich color. Mm-hmm. And I really hope they bring back our color theory, which is a uh, red IPA. It, it was, had like one of the most like, like deep, like... I don't know. I just couldn't describe it. It was just one of those beautiful beers I've ever seen sitting on our bar. But yeah, like I, I believe we have uh, Sisyphus, which is back on. It's, it's a yes. lot juicier than last time. Yes. Uh, Ooh, the Sisyphus. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, awesome. I appreciate it, guys. Yeah, that's that's all Christian and uh, our two brewers, Chris. We had, I think, at one point four Chris's here, and uh, <laughs> it's very exciting. Uh, we need to say Chris, and everybody looks around. But, uh, but yeah. uh, how many beers are currently on tap at Silver Branch? So we started with 12 draft lines, uh, four real ales, and two check towers. I believe we have uh, 19 drafts right now. We're probably going to split one more. Um, so, yeah, I, I think we have around 21 drafts at the moment. Like We have a couple lines open, um, a couple that need to be uh, uh, filled uh, very soon. So hopefully we'll have uh, maybe 25 uh, like total drafts like eventually and then plus our other stuff. And we even do our like gravity cast specials. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, just break out like a couple extra ones, put them on a table and first come first serve, like whoever's fast enough, whoever has the biggest glass, right? And are your uh, beers, your cans are available not only at Silver Branch location, but oh, out and about, correct? I yeah. believe it's uh, like all around uh, uh, like Montgomery County. I think Baltimore County has a few of our uh, like products. Uh, I think Virginia may even have some as well. So 
Uh, Courtney's doing a really, really good job, our sales manager, in, in getting getting the word out. And Kristen's very, very determined uh, <laughs> to get more and more out. So, All right. Well, for those of you who don't know, um, we have recorded in this space. This is now the fourth time we've recorded an episode in two and a half years in this space. The first time we recorded here, we were probably about 20 feet to our left, uh, and none of anything you see existed. It was one entire, all it was was one big open space. And in fact, the space we recorded in was four feet lower than it is today. Uh, because they actually had a build-up floor to support all the tanks in the brewing area. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, right, and then we recorded right after they locked down the space, and then we recorded again uh, when they started build-out, and then we recorded a yes. third time just before they opened at Silverbrand. So they're great hosts. They they are fantastic <laughs> they are. and really good people. And so Clay Palmer, thank you for joining us on the DC it was an honor, Beer uh, Show and a pleasure. Thank you guys. Hope to see you again, Richard. Oh, you know you will. <laughs> Probably within the next couple of days. (laughs) Cheers to Silver Branch, for real. Yeah. Clay Palmer, by the way, uh, I believe he's getting his master's degree in applied physics. Oh, wow. (laughs) Smarty pants. Yes, he is. All right, so let's talk now about uh, law. Oh, do we have to? We have to talk about law. Um, Because we have with us today Greg Parnas. Uh, Greg Parnas uh, has been on the show before talking about... uh, particularly the legal landscape and the, and the legislative landscape in Maryland. Uh, and since he came to join us today, we want to talk a little bit about sort of 2019 from a legislative landscape, what 2020 looks like uh, for beer in the, in the legal world, uh, and anything else that, that he wants to let us know today. Okay. Thanks, uh, for the, thanks for coming on the show, Greg. Yeah, you're welcome, Richard. I was personally planning on talking about February and fun beer stuff. Uh, Let's talk about that, too. Yeah, uh, but I can start with the legal stuff if you want to get a little like boring with it to start off. We can Just ramp quick, up towards the a excitement. A quick rundown is helpful. Yeah. I mean, come on. Like, it's yeah, the DC okay. Beer show so 2019 was actually a pretty huge year uh, legislatively for some local jurisdictions in the beer world, particularly in Maryland. So I started off uh, kind of in April, May with some really big victories for Maryland breweries uh, that I think the show has kind of talked about before a bit. Uh, Basically, um, breweries in Maryland can now enter into relationships with distributors in a way that allows them to get out of those relationships, which they couldn't before. So it kind of... You know, allows breweries of a certain size to have less risk, get some help in their distribution sales without then having to give up their entire brand to do so, which is great. Um, a lot of the past kind of arbitrary. I know that was, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I yeah. know that was a big deal for a lot of brewers. Was, yeah, yeah. Was, you know, the, the sort of three-tier system and just being locked into a distributor that isn't distributing your beer. So that's, that is really huge news for breweries. Yeah, yeah. Um, you went from having to, you know, sometimes pay have remained tens of thousands or a couple hundred thousand dollars to essentially get control of your brand back uh, to now whatever you negotiated beforehand with the wholesalers. And so it's kind of created a more even playing field. Um, what sort of happened on the business side is that over the past you know four to five years, as the number of breweries in the U.S. kind of doubled, the number of wholesalers has been cut in half or a quarter. So there's far fewer wholesalers for far more breweries and it kind of creates an uneven playing field, and the change in law kind of helped to rectify some of that. There was also a lot of these kind of arbitrary limits around how much you could sell out of your tap room, how much you could sell to go, and a few mm-hmm. of those were changed in Maryland. Um, 
Virginia had some successes fighting back this bill that Budweiser was pushing that would allow them to essentially up the amount that they could bribe with. Well, well, <laughs> okay, wait, 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 wait. You gotta, you gotta give us a very quick rundown on what exactly you meant by that. Um, so, without getting too much into the legalese, there's essentially restrictions in most jurisdictions around, in most states, around what a brewery or a wholesaler can provide to an account, you know, a bar or a restaurant or what have you. Um, in addition to just selling them the product. So, like, swag is included in that? Yeah, some swag, some, um, you know, you can clean draft lines. Sort of clean draft, yeah. Yeah, 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 et cetera, things like that. Um, In Virginia, Anheuser-Busch, basically, was passing this bill that would have allowed them to... Pushing, pushing. Pushing, yeah, this bill that would have allowed them to really expand the dollar amount of what they could offer. Uh Um, And a lot of the craft breweries, understandably, were like, well, we can't really compete with you on that end of things we right. mostly just try to make beer that people want to drink um <laughs> not not make swag yeah yeah people are um, gonna, yeah and so one of the big priorities of the virginia craft brewer association this past year was fighting that bill which they were successfully able to do um there were some changes in dc as well uh in terms of uh, expanding the ability of brew pubs to sell, you know, to kind of operate and sell to go stuff, um, expanding the ability of, uh, you know, distilleries and others to kind of have beverages that what that weren't just their alcohol, but essentially mm-hmm. have, you know, mixed cocktails, et cetera. Right. Um, so there's been some really positive changes in 2019. And I think the biggest thing for uh, breweries as well as distilleries and wineries was that the 27 craft beverage modernization and tax act that was extended so what that means is that the taxes that breweries are paying on a per barrel basis craft brewers um, specifically specifically, yeah it didn't double so Mm -hmm. basically for the past two years when essentially half of the current breweries that exist didn't exist before the before the change in the law in 2017 there was a price of seven dollars per barrel, and then it went down to three fifty. And at the end of this year, it was going to suddenly jump, and that was going to in fact to seven uh, again. Yeah, to right? seven dollars yeah, again. That was going to impact seven. a lot of the operations of the breweries in terms of allowing them to afford new equipment, afford to hire people, etc. And it really came down to the wire. And literally in the last moment, I think like December twenty seventh or something mm-hmm. crazy like that. Uh, the bill was extended. And yeah. so that was a big sigh of relief for a lot of the breweries in the D.C. metro area and across the and country. Across the country, yeah. Because that would have, I mean, doubling a tax like, would would have really affected the ability for a lot of the breweries to grow more than anything else, right? Yeah, it yeah. It would have taken a lot of revenue out of growth. and Yeah. Um, the amounts we're talking about weren't going to really impact the prices that consumers paid. Um, on, a, on a per pint basis, but it allowed the breweries to invest in new equipment, mm-hmm. to invest in quali- better quality control, et cetera, which really improved the overall consumer experience. Right. And the biggest issue with the tax is that it was going to come on top of a lot of the tariffs that were already impacting breweries. Right, aluminum, um, Yeah, yeah. So now cans, most, Yeah, so now most, tanks, most, most beers, yeah. yeah, it's packaged in aluminum can, uh, mm-hmm. aluminum cans, even most craft beer is. And some breweries were seeing triple costs from their suppliers um, because of the, the tariff right, uh, right, right. issues with, with China. And so it's going to be this additional you know, headwind, right? So, But it, we got past it. So, yeah. so like we, that, that didn't happen. So that was a big thing. So, but how long is it extended for? So it's now extended for another two years. Two years. So okay. basically most 
most tax fights, I would say, that kind of cater specific industries, they have a time limit to them, um, mostly because you want to reassess if this is ne quote unquote necessary every once in a while. Um, and so, yeah, it was extended for another two years. So we might have the same issue come up, I guess, in 2021 again. Okay. But, you know, that, that's, that's down the road, and we can worry <laughs> about that later. All right, so let's talk, let's talk about 2020. What are, what, are there, what, what are the big things coming up in 2020 that uh, the industry is looking at? Oh, the industry is looking at... Okay, well, the, there was just a, a kind of a partial agreement that was reached between the United States and China uh, when it comes to some of the tariff issues. Mm -hmm. So we'll see if that helps to bring down some of the costs of the aluminum sheeting. Um, I think on the bigger end of things uh, was the passage, or soon to be passage, of the U.S.-Mexico, Canada, whatever the, the replacement NAFTA. for NAFTA the is. The new NAFTA. Yeah, the this new NAFTA. New NAFTA. Um, because as my interview with Bob Pease revealed back in December, Bob Pease, am I pronouncing? Pease, yeah. Pease, yeah. The guy who runs the National Brewers Association. The head of the Brewers Association, yeah. Um, revealed a lot of the places where the keg suppliers get their kegs from was Canada and Mexico. Mm -hmm. They're among the top two providers. And so that was affecting the cost of, of what we call cooperage, which is basically just the the things that carry your beer. Um, mm -hmm. And so hopefully with that agreement, the price will come down on that too, and we'll overall see a stability, right? Because what really impacts you know, the beer industry along with any other industry is not necessarily that the price is X, although that can sometimes be a factor. It's not knowing what the price is going to be. It's going to be, right. Right, because then you can't plan, you can't contract out. And most, you know, businesses, they... Uh, most businesses, they need to have the ability, you know, to figure out what their what their budget is right. going to be for the next three to five right. years, mostly because their loans are that long too. So when when you know the interest, the Cost loan comes and capital due, capital have to equal each. Other. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when when the loan comes due, you got to yeah. be able to pay, yeah. or you know, yield brewery kind of goes under, and uh, that's generally something you want to avoid. All right, let's move on to local stuff. Let's talk about. February. Okay. Right? We're a week away from February now, or half a week, I guess. Um, and and I know there's a lot of stuff happening, particularly in Maryland, since we're in a Maryland brewery, and I think everybody in the room is from Maryland. Right? Nope. No. We have one DCer, two DCers, two. three DCers. Hold yeah. your horses. All right. All right. <laughs> Some of us Hold like not getting to vote. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I I enjoy being disenfranchised, Richard. All right, I don't know about you, um, but as a white man, I often feel over empowered, and so um, this is it's a good it's a good reset. It's a good reset. Oh, Gregory's got jokes. Yeah. Uh oh, look out! Uh, but let's talk about February, which is of course uh, the annual uh, sort of festival, month long festival of brewing in the state of Maryland. Yes, yeah, so February. Uh, as this is not my pun, this is the official pun uh, of the, the official Association of Maryland. F E capital B capital R capital E capital W R E. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Lower that, this is the official pun of the Brewer Association of Maryland. Um, I'm pretty sure Kevin Addicts, who is a dad, uh, came up with this one. <laughs> so we probably have thanked him to thank for that. Um, so yeah, so basically the whole month is, and it's, and it's officially like I think the legislature passed some sort of declaration. Right. Um, the month it's, it's, a, it's official. Official. It's official. Yeah, yeah. There's an official Maryland month <laughs> called February. Yeah, that's for craft beer lovers in uh -huh. the state of Maryland, which I think we we all are. Uh, and basically, the big event that happens every year is something called Love Thy Beer. 
Yes. Uh, that occurs on February 14th, so actually we'll be on Valentine's Day proper uh, this year, and it happens at the Civic Center here in Silver Spring, mm -hmm. and it's an awesome event. Um, I think so far this year there's about 30 breweries that are signed up, uh, but that might expand, and there are several cool things about Love Thy Beer. So the first is that every brewery is tasked with making a beer that they call Cupid's Curse. And there are some general parameters for the beer, but every brewery can put their own take on it. And so what happens at Love Thy Beer is every brewery essentially serves two beers. They serve one, you know, whatever beer they want to bring, and then they serve another beer under the Cupid's Curse name. And anybody who attends the Love Thy Beer event uh, essentially chooses which two or three they like the best, and they put in their little tokens. And at the end, there's sort of a crowd favorite that wins the Love Thy Beer, um, you know, kind of... I don't actually know what the prize is for winning <laughs> it. I'm not sure there's anything other than bragging rights. Yeah, really. I think it means that you get to have, like, good sex or love for the next year. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's like I'm a... pretty sure that's not something the Brewers Association of Maryland can guarantee. <laughs> um, you know... Accolades. I don't know. I don't know about that one. I don't know if they're magical powers or if they exist or don't exist, you know... Yeah, I tend to the, agree with the accolades. The I mean, acronym is, yeah. in fact, BAM. But both so. of those sound fantastic. Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Can we uh, work on that? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, hopefully. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll talk to the people in charge and see what they the can do. The audience is very excited about the Love Thy Beer. So we just it. had an awesome special guest walk through that this room. It's my girl, Erin, Silver Ooh. Branch Erin, uh, the, the amazing. <laughs> Say hey. <laughs> hey. hey, say hey to everybody. Yeah. I'm so happy I get to be a special guest. Talk about your really cool t-shirt and what Slash Run is. Oh, okay. So Slash snap. Run is this awesome bar down in Petworth. Uh, I just mo I moved down here from New York earlier this year, and it's like the only bar around here I've been able to like find my type of weird at. So go support them. They make great burgers. Their beer list is top notch. They often feature Silver Branch. Um, but beyond that, uh, just really fun rock and roll shows. And Aaron, uh, tell us a very quick, quick, uh, you know, little rundown about you and what you do here at the amazing Silver Branch. Brewery. Okay, I'm the marketing manager, so uh, my job is kind of to uh, really throw really great, cool events. Uh, think of what people would kind of like to see, and what really is not being fulfilled by, uh, you know, by different like bars and breweries and tap rooms in this community. And so it's everything from like events, you know, where you can bring your kids or bring your whole families. To uh, this Friday, we're having a fifth element themed cocktail party where we're you know uh, so uh, of course a lot of it is beer centric we do a really great beer 101 class on the first Monday of every month where we you know teach people about beer so we got stuff for for beer nerds aspiring beer nerds as well as people who just want to like you know come out and party in Silver Ranch. <laughs> is, is the orange bikini mandatory for the Fifth Element event? Uh, I know. I'm going to be wearing one. <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey oh. Thank you Aaron for Aaron. taking a moment to talk to us. Woo. Woo. All right. So, February. Yes. If um, I could ask, do you know the parameters of the Cupid's Curse? Cupid's I curse? don't believe so. Um, most of the ones that I've, I've been the past couple of years. You don't believe they, you know the answer? Yeah, I don't believe I know the answer. So <laughs> believe I, in yourself, okay. man. Yeah. Believe in yourself. So, of the, going the past years, I believe it tend, they leave some requirements. There's like an, uh, a color, like an SRM requirement uh, for the beer that it has to be on the kind of, I think, darker amber to, you know, whatever, whatever the higher end of the SRM spectrum is for dark beer um 
most of the ones that I've seen are pretty alcoholic. They'll feature like chocolate or yeah. you know, cherry. So I think the general idea is you want to go within the themes of, you know, of the month of love. Uh, and you want to create well, Adam, a very loving beer. Adam, you and I were there last year, remember? No, you didn't go with me. Uh, no, I don't uh, I was there by myself. There, yeah. I was there by myself. Womp, womp. Sorry, dude. Womp, womp. <laughs> yeah. uh, it was awesome. It was. It I really was, was. I was tabling uh, last year on behalf of this... Uh, group called Marylanders for better beer and wine laws for a bit but then I got to actually go inside the event and chat with people and drink beer and it was it was quite excellent I've actually been two years in a row well I will say that that February um ends at a festival at the last weekend of February at a festival in Ocean City Maryland um and uh DC beer is gonna be there oh we're gonna be covering that event so more details on that later. Okay. Can I can I talk about the first event of the month? Please. Yeah. So the first event of the month. Uh, so it's the 100th anniversary of women's suffrage. Yes, it is. Um, Woo! Yeah, yeah. Uh, a great time for, for America. A great time for all. Um, and, and we could use those. <gasps> Did I get political? Yeah. In honor of that, uh, there's this awesome kickoff event uh, that I believe is being hosted by Denizens, or Denizens, I think, was the brewery that that did the collaboration. So essentially, uh, brewers or brewer staff from about that are the women, female brew staff from ten different breweries around Maryland got together and made a collaboration beer at Denizens called Suffragette Stout. And so the month of February is kicking off uh, with the release of that beer at Denizens. And I think it's going to be a great time. Um, I like stouts. I'm very happy that this is the beer they chose to make. So, yeah, I think that's a cool one. And, you know, keep yourself posted on the social media for Denizens. And, you know, come on out if you can. Is this different from the Pink Boots? Is it yes. probably the same people? Same, pe- same people, but yeah. I don't think I'm not. I don't think it's a Pink Boots. No, it's okay. not a pink, yeah. So, so right. what Brandy's referring to is there this? You want to talk about what Pink Pink Boots Society? No, is you can talk about it. I know you. I know you like you no, talking. No, dude. I, I, I feel weird that we have an all male discussion. No, no, about pink no, boots. no. It's not a pro. That's all you. That's all you. Yeah. Okay, so Pink Boots Society is basically this group that essentially acts as like a. A support group. I don't know if support group is the right word. It's an association of women yes. in the craft beer industry. Yes, that is the correct way to phrase that. <laughs> Good um, job, Richard. You are the best at, <laughs> at phrasing things. Um, yeah, and they, I mean, I but, luckily have a lot of friends in that yes. you know, society. Uh, but this yeah. is not, this, this event is a February event. It's right. a yes. Brewers Association of Maryland event. It's uh, Friday is when they're releasing the beer, is that right? Yes, as far uh, as I know. This yeah, Friday. Yeah. So you're listening to this on Wednesday, day after tomorrow, at Denizens in Silver Spring. Um, there's a panel discussion, I believe, from uh, two to four. Don't quote me on that. Yeah. But all you have to do is go to Denizens, uh, you know, go to their Facebook page, go to dcbeer.com and look at the events. Um, also, as an FYI, that's where Denizens I always op- go to find events. Yeah, Denizens opens at noon on Fridays. So you can really show up anytime after 12 and just have that's that's true but there's a there great is, situation but they are At having a location, great panel lo- right? panel discussion about this beer and about women in beer uh, yeah. that's happening this friday check dcbeer.com we'll make i'll make sure that the information is available all right guys i got to say like we, i think we nailed the winging it episode 
What do y'all think? <laughs> Shout out to the Silver Branch crew bringing us uh, definitely dope beer and so, yes. yeah. So thanks, noms. Thanks, thanks to everybody at Silver Branch. Yeah. yeah. For taking such good care of the audience today. Thanks to Eric Kittner for joining us. Uh, thanks to Clay Palmer for being on the show. Thanks to uh, Greg Parnas for being here. Thanks to Aaron at Silver Branch. Yes. Yeah. Thanks uh, did to I, Brandy. Did I miss any of our guests? I didn't. I didn't contribute too much, but yeah. Yes, uh, you were fantastic. I was. I was thrust. This was, this was thrust upon so me today. I think, I think we should have Brandy like be a guest host on the show more often. Who agrees? Yay! As long as I can prepare. Can we sure. also? Yeah, next time we'll get to prepare. Okay, yeah. great. Yeah. Can we also <laughs> thank Christian for making all this delicious beer? And yes. Brett. Yeah, Brett. Christian Brett. Yeah. for making and brewing amazing beer at Silver Branch. Yeah. Brett Robeson for uh, running just an incredible establishment. Uh, just one of the best tap rooms in the entire DC definitely, area. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. So, uh, hey, thanks for listening to this episode of DC Beer. You can get all the information about everything happening in the DMV and craft beer by going to dcbeer.com or you can follow us at DC Beer on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Whoop, whoop. And remember, <laughs> always drink great beer. Beer.